0: Thanks so much for tuning in. You're listening to The Real World on CATR 101.9 FM. I'm Dora, and it's just Dora. Dama is still away in Mexico recovering well, I hope. Um, The Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show where we we, um, talk about film and connect with campus clubs and organizations through film. Um, Really quickly, want to acknowledge that we are broadcasting live. Just kidding, we are not broadcasting live. (laughs) I am broadcasting this, I guess, pre-recorded in my bedroom. Welcome to my bedroom. It's pretty chill. Um, But we are broadcasting this show um, from the CATR studio on UBC campus, which is located on the traditional and ancestral lands of the Musqueam and Coastal Salish peoples. So... As I mentioned earlier, Dama is in um, Mexico right now. Um, also, wanted to really quickly, before I forget, um, you just heard Puppet Master by Alex Cavey. She's an artist out of Miami. Um, which kind of ties in, um, kind of, yeah, I guess it ties in. Um, this is a very loose reasoning, I think, behind this episode, but I don't think it needs to have a big uh, reason. Um, but she performs, um, kind of Latin r and music, um, out of Miami, and today I am going to talk about Latin dance movies, because I love Latin dance movies. Um, uh, if there's a topic that we talk about on this show a lot, it's musicals and dance film. Um... I don't know why. (laughs) Maybe because I love it so much. Um, As we've said on other episodes, I don't want to repeat myself. If you really want to hear what we have to say, I guess just check out um, our website or our episode archive on chr.ca. Plug. Um, But Dance um, films were some of the first films ever produced, um, partially because they really harken back to... Um, musicals and dance narratives kind of arcing back to um, communal and performative art, which and like performance, which um, is what people watched before film. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love dancing movies. I've loved dancing movies for a really long time. Um, I feel like we've talked about, we've done a couple episodes on dance, we've talked about like Traditional dance movies are like like early dance movies, um, and musicals like um Try to Stare, movies, um, and as well as like Gene Kelly and stuff before that as well. But then also we've talked about kind of more modern ones, so like or, I guess which are more musically based but also dancing, so like um high school musical, <laughs> Grease, um, rent. So we've covered the spectrum and we're gonna niche it even more today. With Latin dance movies. I love Latin dance movies! (laughs) Maybe often because they are um, ballroom movies, um, and I find ballroom dancing really fascinating and really entertaining and really beautiful. Um, I have been thinking about this a lot because I've been watching a lot of dancing movies um, recently, and I think it's I enjoy them so much because I like watching... um, watching people do things with their bodies that I could never do. So I have zero hope of ever being able to successfully kind of execute the tango <laughs> or the Roomba. Um, but it's so beautiful and so impressive. Um, the things that these dancers get their bodies to do I don't have the muscles (laughs) I don't have it in my body I don't know why I wish I did but I don't um so that I think is the main reason why I enjoy watching it also um it's so beautiful um obviously this is like a taste thing but I love how fluid and kind of seamless it all is I know that's like some disclaimer like I find ballroom dancing also quite uncomfortable, because it is very, very, um, like, classist and, like, elite-ism-oriented, if that's like a phrase, um, or class-oriented, so it's, like, definitely, um, or, like, (laughs) class-based, I don't know, (laughs) um, yeah, you get it, (laughs) but, and that is uncomfortable. Um, you have to pay to take lessons. It like was kind of born out of rich people having parties um, and like doing these dances and like feeling elite in the fact that they knew the steps and could perform these dances when people who weren't in those circles did not know them, um, which is a form of exclusion. And is gross, um, but damn, it looks good, like, dang, it looks good, um, I think, I will also kind of, like, justify, um, my enjoyment of it in that, um, I find it very, um, Gosh, what is the word? I'll come back to it. It. I don't know. I. I just find it so beautiful. I know I've. literally just said that, but like very fluid and seamless. Um. And the films that I have watched, <laughs> um, like that for this, um, episode are not about. Um. It's not like, the thing that keeps coming to my mind is Pride and Prejudice, where like this just go to that party. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it in the. I will say 2009. Um, Kieran, I used to think of it as a Kieran Knightley, Pride and Prejudice. Um, one of the characters has a huge ball, and it's just, like, all these white people in white dresses dancing these dances. That's... Um, like, I don't find that super beautiful. Um, most of the films I've been watching... So I'll just list them. I've, I've, I've watched Strictly Ballroom, Dance with Me, um, Take the Lead, and this film Black Orpheus. So... I'll go more depth into all of these uh, a little later, but Strictly Ballroom is Baz Luhrmann's, I want to say his first feature-length film, um, and it's about, it's set in Australia, which Baz Luhrmann's actually Australian, fun fact, and also amazing soundtrack to this movie. So good. There's like a a Latin ballroom remix of Love is in the Air. It's amazing. Um, Google it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so good. But it's about this... professional dancer Scott who just wants to dance his own steps and um, Fran is this Spanish um, this woman of Spanish descent living in Australia and she kind of like dances with him and he they're able to realize their artistic dancing dream um, through through rumba and salsa and tango and ballroom dancing and it's a competition movie Um, they um, they want to win the Pan Pacific Grand Prix um also fun fact i i might have said this on our show earlier this is like a huge callback if you know this color me incredibly impressed um also if you know me as a human you've probably heard me say this before um but in this movie it's all about dancing the bogo pogo is a step that is a ballroom step um i don't know what it is um it sounds hilarious um, but so this film is Australian, and so they're a bunch of Australian actors, so everyone has an Australian accent, and they just got the bad guy, pie guy, all the time. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. I say it all the time. Um, so, yeah, fun fact, I guess, about me um, and the show. <laughs> um, but so that's Strictly Ballroom. Then I also watched um, Take the Lead, which is an Tonio Banderas movie, um, where Antonio is. Um, it's based on this real guy's life, Pierre Delaine or something, um, but he's a ballroom dancing teacher. He has like a studio and everything and teaches like rich kids how to dance at their cotillions or whatever. And he like comes across a troubled urban youth and um, goes to their high school and like, in states, or like, starts a ballroom dancing program. And then all the kids learn to, like, trust each other and, like, overcome barriers. And it's really beautiful. That also ends in a competition. Um, and both of these films end in, um, like, the final scene is at the competition. And, also, finally, both of these films, the final scene ends with everyone kind of rushing this, the, the performance space, the big greased floor or whatever, so yeah, that's that, that's take the lead Um, I also watched Dance With Me, um, which I think I am hoping that this film is a um, was a TV movie honestly not really sure Um, but it had Jane oh, her last name again, let her K. she was um Jenna on 30 rock <laughs> um, and it has this guy Cheyenne um, Chris Christopherson's in it and yes yeah, kind of a starish studied cast but it's about another comp ends I don't know if it ends but another competition movie um, Vanessa Williams is in it um, Cheyenne plays this I love okay I just want to say Cheyenne, that's just his name, that's it, just the word, amazing, (laughs) it's like a Cuban share, I dig it so much, um, but so, yeah, (laughs) Cheyenne, um, is Cuban, and he, um, this is all in the first ten minutes, um, the information that I'm about to parlay, um, but he is, yeah, he's a, um, but he's a Cuban guy. He's Cuban. He's Cuban. He lives in Havana, Cuba, and his dad is Chris Christopherson's character. Um, but they don't, he doesn't know um, Chris doesn't know that he's Cheyenne's dad, and he so he he mails Chris Christopherson this letter, and um, doesn't tell them that he's his son, um, and asks him to come to. He has a, a visa to go to the States And asks if he can work in his dance studio And Christopher Sopcich says yes and puts him up in whatever So that's kind of like the, the movie And then also he meets Vanessa Williams And like fall in love, blah 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 Whatever, you know how it goes um, Also ends in a competition, don't know if it's the last scene I can't remember if I said that already um, So yeah, that Is that movie and there's A lot of dancing It's like a, a dance studio movie kind of uh, But also a love story um, and also, coolly, about, um, kind of an immigration story, about, um, this one Cuban guy coming to the States and really, like, figuring his life out and, like, settling. Which is cool. Um, not a great movie, though. Maybe, like, four out of ten. And then the last film, and these were all, um, I want to say they were all produced in the States. I would not be surprised if the, um, <sighs> dance with me was, um co-produced by a Cuban production company. Um, just considering, like, when it came out and kind of, like, the Cuban content. Because I want to say some of it was built in Havana. But doesn't matter. Mostly all... Um, there's American influence, for sure. Um, so American-produced films not actually produced or, I guess, like, not set in um, a Latin American country. The final film that I watched was Black Orpheus. So Black Orpheus um, is a por- is a Brazilian film. They speak Portuguese. And it's essentially just a retelling of the Orpheus myth. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, Orpheus is a classical Greek figure. Um, plays the Lear, which is like basically like a harp or whatever. And he's so good at it. He's the best at it. Um, he plays it and moves trees and rocks and, um, just, like, super talented, and he falls in love with this woman. You're a DC? I don't know if I'm saying that right. You're a DC. Um, and he kills her somehow, and then he's, so he's allowed to go to the underworld. He, like, convinces the gods. He's so beautiful how he plays. He's such a heroic figure. The gods allow him to go back down, Um, to the underworld and get her, but the kind of, so, yeah, so they're coming out of this like cave or hole, but the addendum is the word I want, I'm thinking about, I don't think it's the word I want to say, but, so he's allowed to bring her back, but he can't look at her, he can hear her um, and speak to her, um, her kind of, like, soul, she's not quite yet physically, um, manifested, like, I, I think it's because, like, humans, like, mortals can't, like, see, um, like, dead spirit figures or whatever, um, or at least he's not allowed to, um, so he's allowed to go and get her, but, and, and get her spirit, but, um, he's not allowed to look at her as they're leaving the underworld, um, and she keeps calling out to him and is like, Orpheus, why aren't you looking at me? And crying, because he also can't... Oh, he also can't speak to her, so... She's, he can't communicate in any way, but he can just, like, guide her out. And she's like, Orpheus, why aren't you looking at me? Orpheus, what's going on? Um, and he's so... Her cries are so pitiful um, that he's like, Okay, I will look at you. He turns around to be like, No, I love you. Um, and then she disappears and, like, dies. And that is the sad tale of Orpheus um, in the greek tradition but in this film black orpheus this brazilian film it's set in rio at carnival um and pretty much the same thing happens but it's kind of reenacted or relived by poor black people on the outskirts of the city Um, and there's a lot of like samba um, which is amazing another thing so, those are the four films that I watch. Um, another thing that I love about dance films is I'm allowed to learn what the heck the dances are, which is so amazing to me. Um, but I'm going to take a short break um, right now, play some community messages, and maybe a tune. Um, so, thank you so much for tuning into the real world on CATR 101.9 FM. The digits are there. At least it does nothing for me. Quentin makes a good point. But let us do something for you. Film projection is a classic. Don't you miss it? Don't you want to learn how to do it so that you can then miss it? Well, good, because the UBC Film Society is starting the 35mm Club, we will teach you everything you need to know about film production on a real film projector for just $5. We're hosting workshops every other Thursday from June 1st to August 24th at the Cinematech Theater so that you can have the experience of a lifetime. Have you already missed a workshop and you've never worked with film before? Who cares? Anyone who wants to be there is totally welcome with any skill level. Check out the UBC Film Society's Facebook page for more info. Do you love the idea of empowering female youth through music creation and performance? Girls Rock Camp Vancouver is a 100% volunteer-driven nonprofit that promotes self-esteem and builds technical skills in female and non-binary youth ages eight to 18. Help support this initiative by donating, volunteering, or attending their end of camp performance July 15th at the Rio Theater. If you're interested in being a camper or volunteering with Girls Rock Camp, visit girlsrockcampvancouver.ca. Welcome back to The Real World on CATR 101.9 FM with your lovely host, Dora. Um, Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show where we try to connect with campus clubs and organizations through film and also just, like, chat about film, which is really fun. Um, Every Friday at 11, tune in. (laughs) And um, I do want to acknowledge that we are broadcasting live from the unceded um, territories of the Musqueam peoples on UBC campus. So word we're getting back into it um this is a funny episode i think because i don't know if you've noticed um in the past like over the past five minutes the sound quality has suddenly exponentially increased That would be because, as I highlighted at the beginning of this episode, I recorded the first 20 minutes or so, um, just like in my bedroom, (laughs) Um, because this is not live right now. Oh no, it's pre-recorded. I won't tell you why, but yeah, that's what's happening. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but that's why it sounds different. I don't know. I thought I should share. So Anyway, back to what we're talking about today, or I guess what I'm talking about today, um, is Latin ballroom dancing movies. I, like, I think of it as Latin dancing movies, um, like, that's how I've been calling it in my head, although as I was talking, I realized that, um, it's actually probably closer to ballroom dancing, which is, I, like, a pretty funny genre, maybe, I think, um, but yeah, anyway, so, (laughs) Latin ballroom dancing. Why do I love it? I touched on it a little bit before, um, but I've been thinking about it um, since last night. (laughs) And it's that the motion of the bodies when they're dancing is truly mesmerizing. I find it visually super stimulating and like super um, enchanting and fascinating. So I really watch these movies mainly for the dancing scenes um i also really love we've done like a bunch of episodes on dancing and musicals um we've done like two which is more than we've done for any other kind of genre or anything but so i'll say it's a bunch but um i love um these kind of performance um based narratives um motion based narratives singing dancing based you guessed it narratives um and mainly because i just I'm incredibly entertained by dancing and by singing. Um, I mean, it's like a pretty a uh, primordial fascination. I think I would assume a lot of people have this a similar um, enjoyment. But ballroom dancing, I think, um, or Latin ballroom dancing specifically, I find extra fascinating because, partially because I talked about it a little bit earlier, this like elitism that's embedded in it. So I, I think. I think I've been, like, told, kind of, that it's very beautiful, but then also I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. I, have, I think I have this, like, little internal voice that's like, that could be you. Like, you could be ballroom dancing, and wow, you'd be so rich if that happened. <laughs> um, but then Latin ballroom dancing... So that's, like, ballroom dancing as a whole. But then Latin ballroom dancing is especially fascinating because it's also not only tied up with this like classism and like weird desire um to be bougie as heck um but also it's like very sexual um which is kind of like a weird um conflation of like Latin American culture and like like sensuality but the it's freaking yeah like watch if you google like professional latin ballroom you'll be like oh my gosh like your (laughs) bodies like it's just super super sexy super super again like innate and like primordial this like sense of like whoa like i bet you know what you're doing it seems um which is kind of creepy but then also it like is an instant um like, you're kind of instantly hooked on it. Or, like, at least I am. So, the movies that I watched, I'll say again, I watched Strictly Ballroom, the Boslerman film film, um, Take the Lead, and Antonio Banderas movie, and Dance With Me. So, these, and I've, I've talked about, I don't know if I've talked about it, in, I'm sure I've talked about it in a dance episode, but um, I'm going to say that I also watched Dirty Dancing, just because I think I've seen it enough times in my life to have it memorized (laughs) um but dirty dancing as well the um they're all kind of centered on these often ballroom dancing films are centered on like competitions or like there's a final performance that they have to do which is a pretty very very common narrative in film and like in pretty much any narrative form (laughs) um where you're working towards this final goal at the end um And Dirty Dancing, I love especially because it has the dance and musical aspect, but then also it's really, like, it's not just about that, which I really enjoy. Um, Like, I I will watch any bad, (laughs) like, Honestly, it does not matter the quality of the film. I will watch any movie with Latin barm in it and, like, enjoy it. But Dirty Dancing really takes it to the next level because it's also about, like, baby and Johnny and Penny and everything. So that really makes it, I think, a perfect movie. Um, Feel free to disagree. That's just, like, my little um, upper-middle-class white girl opinion. I love Dirty Dancing. Who would have guessed but anyway, back to the films that I was uh, other films that I was talking about. They, the Take the Lead is about um, Antonio Vanderas' character who goes into this inner city school in New York City and teaches all these like urban youths how to ballroom dance. Um, it's an okay movie. I wouldn't give it like a great. Like I wouldn't be like you have to see Take the Lead, but. The thing that I found really frustrating about it was, A, Antonio Banderas' character is this, like, weird white savior that comes in, which is, like, um, frustrating to just, like, watch. But then also um, the dancing. (laughs) Like, it wasn't centered on the dancing. I am watching Take the Lead, which is very strongly advertised as a Latin ballroom movie. I don't want to see... Like, okay, like, I get it. I get it. I understand. I'm just, like, frustrated. I get that it's, like, about the kids growing and learning and bettering themselves and, like, becoming comfortable with who they are. I'm fully on board. That's, like, super chill. Yeah, cool. Into it. Um, but I don't want to see teenagers shuffle around for an hour and a half. That is not entertaining. And at the end, they, like... They're, like, good dancers, but they're not that good. Like, jeez Louise. Like, I don't know. It didn't seem worth it to me. It, it, unlike D.D., as I want to offer to Dirty Dancing, not a perfect movie. Decent movie. Didn't have what... It didn't deliver what I wanted it to. That being said, I wanted it to deliver, like, literally just performance. Um, the narrative... With a movie that, like, I think is going to be that bad, I think it's, like, weird to focus on the narrative and you kind of have to embrace that it's just, like, that's not what this is about. But whatever. Take the lead movie about Latin Ballroom. And, like, is like, pretty wholesome. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty wholesome. Um, So that's my take on Take the Lead. Take my lead. And watch Take the Lead if you want. You don't really have to. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, Or do because you love Latin Ballroom dancing movies. And Latin ballroom dancing. The other thing, okay, another thing that I like about Latin ballroom is, da- movies especially is, like, no, I don't want to go to a Latin ballroom performance or competition. To me, that sounds horrible. I'm, it'd be full of, like, really intense people. Like, there's the perfect level of separation, like, between um, the hobby that is Latin ballroom and, like, the intense with which people participate in it Um, in reality, I think, um, in a movie. So, like, I can see people be like, I love dance, and dance is my life. And I'm like, yeah, go you. You're doing what you love. But if I'm, like, interacted with people at these competitions, I'd be like, oh, my God. That's just me being kind of the worst, but say, la I guess. Um, So I enjoy watching it with this with these degrees of separation another the other film that i watched um was that wasn't strictly ballroom or take the lead or black orpheus was um this film dance with me so dance with me was amazing um amazing and terrible um would not recommend um Not in a, hopefully not in a harsh way, but in a, like, it just, like, wasn't super good. That being said, I loved it. Um, (laughs) uh, My friend said the other day that the lower a film's Rotten Tomato rating, the more likely she is to like it. That is me to to a T. So, welcome to my radio show. (laughs) Um, This movie seemed like a... um, like, it must have been a TV movie, because it was ludicrous, um, but, ender- like, endlessly entertaining. So, concept, um, Cheyenne, the Puerto Rican star, um, who I had not heard of until this movie, and now I'm sold, he plays this guy, um, cannot remember his name, but this Cuban guy who whose father is played by Chris Christopherson but Chris doesn't know that he has a son um but Cheyenne just like sends him a letter and is like hey like I got a you a uh, visa to go to the states can you set me up and Chris is like yes totally on it with you cool so he goes um and Chris runs a dance studio but he doesn't love to dance anymore um which is kind of like a side note there like there's an there's definitely a narrative arc It's just kind of vague, Um, which is cool. I mean, I'm not there to do the narrative. That's what I... I think this is, like, a good follow-up. I was just thinking. I think this is a good follow-up to um, talking about Take the Lead because this movie, although very, like, very, very, very narratively based... Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it was, like, 99% narrative, like, maybe 2% dancing, and the dancing was, like not my kind of dancing like it wasn't I don't think it was like super good um oh yeah I guess I was just like distracted by all the different and like random narrative scenes which is cool <laughs> um it's cool that that movie did that to me but so Vanessa Williams plays um a, pro- a professional dancer who works at Chris Christopherson's dance studio and she is training to go to a um a competition. I mean, like as per use, that's kind of how it goes. It's usually competition or performance, which is solid. Um, but Vanessa Williams and Cheyenne fall in love. Um, she has a kid, which is like kind of random. Peter's never really talked about. And Cheyenne is a Puerto Rican singer. He's a Latin pop sensation. If you don't know who Cheyenne is. I will spell him out. C-H-A-Y-A-N-N-E. Google him. He is so amazing. He's so amazing. I mean, just like... hes He kind of reminds me of, like, a Puerto Rican um, Justin Timberlake, which I am here for. But, that being said, Justin Timberlake's not the best dancer, so it's kind of weird that he was in a dance movie. Um, I think that... Cheyenne was a really good samba dancer um, which is not quite Latin ballroom so there are like the scenes where he is like doing the samba that's like golden yes Cheyenne like you've killed it you're really just moving your body the way you want to be moving it but then it's like an American film and he like tries to do like Gene Kelly moves there's like a, a there's one point where he's dancing for Vanessa Williams and her son um like super randomly (laughs) like he drops her off from a date and then like walks into the sprinklers and there's no music and he just like jumps around the sprinklers he was like a very goofy dancer um but like him trying to be a dancer was like pretty much impersonating gene kelly and like jumping around and blah 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 um and it was just like what is going on (laughs) but entertaining like the that movie was i guess more narratively entertaining just because you were like what okay cool this is silly um the dancing was like okay sorry cheyenne sorry vanessa williams um sorry chris christopherson chris christopherson what's he up to if you know call in just kidding (laughs) this is (laughs) pre-recorded i got you guys so good i got you so good um yeah. (laughs) yeah so that's dance with me um I didn't love it. Also, like, kind of misleading. Moving on very quickly to um, a break. (laughs) Um, Here, I'm going to play some community ads, um, messages, whatever, and a song, and then we'll be back in a little bit. So thanks so much for tuning in to The Real World on CATR 101.9 FM. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: going to do on. it wrong. I'm about to spit yeah. in this <laughs> mic like
0: freestyle
2: Elfin. you know? Okay, okay. <clears throat> wait, hold on. Does it make sense? No, but who cares? All right, let's go. <clears throat> Finally, we... <laughs> You're not even going to last. All right. Victoria's Pretty Good, Not Bad Festival, Fountain, Just Back From France, Montreal, (laughs) what the f**k is the script? I couldn't even, what? Victoria's pretty good, not bad festival. Fountain's just back from France. What
1: are you even saying here? Oh, you're trying to say these are the things featured in this one. You should probably specify that. Cause (laughs) even a f**king elf couldn't understand that, okay?
0: Think you can do better than an elf? At CITR, we want to have a variety of voices on the air. Want to write scripts? Do some voice acting? Broadcast your creativity? Volunteer with the CITR Production Department. No experience? We can also train you in everything required. Send an email to PSAS at citr.ca to learn more. And don't wait to get your voice on the air. <laughs>
1: Tune in to La Fiesta every other Sunday from 3 to 5 p.m. with your host, Nick Arana. Listen to internationally
0: acclaimed Musica Latina Caliente that makes your body move and your heart beat.
2: He took a map of the human heart, folded it into a paper and then he sailed it back to lebanon and i've never seen you the same and i was talking to the ghost at dawn and oh that my heart was aching because even all the snow in montreal couldn't bury this carried me, you carried me, you carried me all the way, oh, you carried me, you carried me, you carried me through that storm, so, and all of a sudden like a bird on top, Convinced I'd come undone when it landed here, and there was my son the old great hall there in the mint of morning. I really thought that I'd seen it all. You carried me, you carried me.
0: Hey, welcome back to the real world on CATR 101.9 FM. Um, It is Dora here speaking. You just heard, oh gosh, Carry Me With You, Carry, Carry Me, Carry Me, um, by Alejandra Ribera. Yeah, cool. (laughs) So today um, I am filling your beautiful, lovely, golden ears with my super, (laughs) like, unwanted or and unsolicited thoughts on Latin ballroom dancing movies. <laughs> um, I chose this topic because I love um, these kinds of films don't not still not really sure why um, but besides like because they're they're never very good but they're just so fascinating and so entertaining. So that's all I really need I guess. Um, so I watched four movies the over the past couple of weeks, and then, um, I'm counting kind of Dirty Dancing. Or I'm, like, kind of incorporating it into the conversation just because I know it really well. Um, but so I watched Strictly Ballroom, the Boss film, Dance With Me, um, an, I don't think it was a TV movie, but a seemingly very telenovela-esque film with Puerto Rican singer-songwriter, um... Cheyenne and Vanessa Williams take the lead with Antonio Banderas. Um, and then finally, I watched Black Orpheus. Black Orpheus is definitely the odd one out in this combo of films. All the other ones were made between 1998 and like 2003 or something, and are all American films. So, like, produced in Hollywood. Clock Orpheus is a 1959 film um, that came out of the Brazilian film industry at the time. And I guess... Not to say that Brazil doesn't have a strong film industry. It definitely still does. But it came out... Yeah, it was kind of a useless statement. It came out in 1959 in Brazil. Um, and it's essentially just um, the Orpheus myth, the like Greek um, story, Greek myth, ancient Greek myth, um, but kind of acted out or like reimagined as poor black residents of a kind of, on like the outskirts of Rio um, during Carnival. So for those who don't know, um, the Orpheus myth, um, like very kind of abridged version is Orpheus falls in love with this woman, you're a DC. Um, Don't know if I'm saying that right. (laughs) And Orpheus is like the musical hero. So like there are a bunch of heroes in Greek myth. I'm sure you know them or have heard of them or whatever, but I'm not gonna go over them. But his thing is, like, he plays the lyre and sings really beautifully. So, like, so beautifully that, like, he can move trees and, like, rocks and, like, like he not only moves, like, people's emotions, but he can, like, physically move nature, kind of. Um, and he's just, like, a really chill, nice guy. Everyone loves Orpheus. He's the bomb. So he falls in love with this woman and kills her um, accidentally somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like whoa no i did not want to kill her let me have her back so the gods let him go like find go to the underworld and get her but the condition is that he can't speak or speak to her look at her um because i think it's like mortals or whatever can't like See the dead spirits or whatever. I don't. I don't really know. I'm kind of fuzzy. But um, so he goes to get her, and as they're traveling back, she's still like a spirit, but she's becoming more and more human. I think. I'm. I'm kind of making this up as I'm going along. I'm filling in some gaps. But um, she's like becoming more moral i guess as they're like walking down in my brain i've always imagined it's like they're walking down like a weird cave tunnel and he can't look at her and he can't speak to her and she's behind him like orpheus i love you you you've said you love me you must not because like you're not looking at me and like you're not responding to me and she was like she's like crying out and whatever um this is like the image that's like stuck in my brain from the story and she's like crying out and like trying to get him to respond to her and react to her in any way and he's like i can't like he is like to himself like no orpheus like don't do it i can't do it and then eventually like her like despair kind of breaks him down and he's like i do love you and turns around um and then she disappears and is dead forever so that's that story (laughs) and black orpheus kind of does that um but reimagined in film narrative like that's the scene that's um that's a scene that really struck me like as a kid i remember hearing that story and being like wow (laughs) that sucks um and it's but that is like on film that's like maybe like seven minutes if you stretch it so the film really focuses on the moments before um her death um it's all in portuguese which is cool and orpheus is just like this guy who's really good at playing guitar and carnival is coming up and their like samba school is like performing in carnival which is really cool and they're like all very excited and they're all getting ready and he's about to marry this woman named mira and then um, meets Eurydice, this woman named Eurydice, and she's running away from someone, and that someone turns out to be, like, death. Um, And she... And he, like, meet and connect and fall in love, and then um, death kind of claims her, um, kind of through Orpheus' doing. And um, then he goes to this, like... He goes to, like, the like a municipal building for like missing persons report or to file a missing, I don't know, something with missing persons. And this guy is like, um, janitor or whatever is like, you're not going to find her here. I'll take you somewhere where you can find her. And I was not totally satisfied with this scene. Sorry, this is like not really about Latin dancing, <laughs> but I wasn't really satisfied because they go to, um, this like kind of traditional performance and like ritual space and he's standing there and watching and it's really like really intense and then this one that he hears your voice and he's she's like don't turn around and it turns out that it's like coming out of this like older woman's mouth and then he turns around and gets really mad and like storms out um and then like gets her dead body from the morgue and like carries her around so like i don't know i would, It kind of, to me, it kind of, like, missed the whole point of the myth. Um, But whatever. (laughs) That's not what this episode is about. This episode is about Latin dancing. Um, This movie, kind of similarly to Dance With Me, um, actually had more, like, Latin dancing versus Latin ballroom dancing. Um, So Dance With Me, like, obviously it's set in a dance studio in the States. So there's definitely a lot of the, like, Western like reimagining and like kind of like um regulation of and yeah, of like the moves and, and the dancing itself and then Cheyenne comes in and is like, just dance from your heart, like dance how you want to dance and the way that he dances is actually like very like like cultural I think like mo- like closer to what I don't know. like <laughs> he kept being like I'm Latin and I don't dance the way you're dancing. That's like a line. <laughs> um wouldn't it be f- okay, concept. Wouldn't it be funny if this show was just me and Dama <laughs> like saying lines from movies we watched? <laughs> Colin if you want us to do that. Don't do it. I'm not there. This <laughs> has to be recorded. Got you I got you so good. I got you again. <laughs> got you again. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we can move on. We can move on. We can bring it back. Um so, this movie is actually set in Rio and produced in Brazil. And, like, the dancing in it is, like, 100% Brazilian samba. And it's so beautiful. It's, like, what I loved about this movie was... It def Like, I loved it because I love... Like, I'm a classics minor and I, like, love myth. <laughs> and I love film. um So, like, I was really into it. But also... It was really cool. It was different from the other ones, not only in, like, the narrative wasn't 100% structured around a competition or performance, um, but the dancing was just incorporated. Like, it was just, like, there would, there would just be scenes of, like, people, like, long scenes of people just dancing together. Um, and it told so much of the story. And kind of like I was saying earlier, how Latin barm dancing is, like, very sexy. Like, dancing with someone is a super intimate um, experience and a super intimate yeah like just like physical act because you're literally just like moving your body in time with theirs which is wild (laughs) Um, and in this movie the black Orpheus like Eurydice and Orpheus dancing together the chemistry and the bond is so much stronger in that those interactions than um with other characters i don't know it's uh, it like really expressed the intimacy of dance and like the profoundness of like having a, a partner not only like emotionally in like that their relationship but then also um physically just like a dancing partner um which is like i was um like strictly ballroom does this as well where like they've they become partners and then fall in love and, like, that's a common dirty dancing thing and that's not really what happens in Stand With Me, Um, but my friend was saying, um, we watched Dirty Dancing together um, in prep, I guess, and she was like, yeah, I don't think I could dance if I didn't like my partner. You have to at least like them and I think it helps if you love them. (laughs) And that's why it's, like, such a common... It's such a common narrative. Like, even in Take the Lead, the two kids... um, Two of the kids, like, hate each other. And then they, like, fall in love and make out at the end. It's just, like... It it really lends itself to it. Which is interesting as an art form that is dance. Like, I find... Like, I don't feel like... um, Like, I feel like I know a lot of bands and band members who can be in bands with each other without loving each other. I think it's much harder to express yourself physically without feeling any like physical or emotional attraction to the person with whom you're like creating the performance which is interesting um food for thought <laughs> something that i also really enjoy about those movies i'm kind of running out of time but i'm going to really quickly add this is that these movies really lend themselves to um diverse representation of minority groups (laughs) like black orpheus greek myths are like a very white western thing it's i'm like so happy that they um that this movie was produced with people of color as the leads and like not even the leads in literally every role um and that like has more to do i guess with like the film industry and like audience and like for which it was produced but it's still rad like it's still a really awesome um like use of the genre and like the mode but then strictly ballroom is kind of and dirty dancing is like what the heck like that's not even part of this conversation but strictly ballroom is kind of within this space as well where it's set in australia which is um I think like might be like the whitest country ever <laughs> sorry australians um but the partners are this woman francesca or fran and um this guy scott and he wants to just dance his own steps he doesn't want to dance regulation blah 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 that's like the whole point point. and she is like i want to dance the way you want to dance i want to dance basically like the way my my actual culture dances like i want to like i want to like yeah like i want to pre- perform the moves that like i would perform like because these are latin spanish dances she's like i want to perform those dances i want to perform those steps um which is a fun like it's like it's like a cool like no you can't just have like this weird insular um whiteness kind of going on and then um dance with me as well Take the lead. I mean, like obviously, Vanessa Williams is an African American actress, and Cheyenne is a Puerto Rican singer. But um, he kind of like livens up this. He and she together liven up this like all white dance studio in Houston, Texas. Um, I mean, she kind of like adds a splash of like Afro Americanism, but he's like, no, be Latin, and then um, and take the lead. It's set. In like downtown New York City. All the kids um, are from minority groups. So there's something about, I don't know what, and I'll leave, I guess you guys with this question, thought, whatever. Um, But there's something about Latin dancing movies, Latin ballroom dancing, Latin dancing, whatever, that um, lends itself A and then B pushes studios to cast people of color I don't know why but I dig it and it's cool (laughs) so thank you so much for tuning in to the real world today I'm sorry I couldn't be here to actually physically give you this episode um but I'm glad I got to do it this way Up next is um, Dave Radio with Radio Dave, um, a classic show on CITR. And, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Cool. (laughs) Tired of the gender binary, gender policing, or just want to speak your truth? Join CITR's Gender Empowerment Collective. This group of radio makers is all about centering the voices, issues, concerns, and experiences of women-identified, transgender, intersex, two-spirit, genderqueer, gender-nonconforming, non-binary, and gender-fluid folks and allies. Anyone can join, no experience necessary. Like the Gender Empowerment Collective on Facebook or email volunteer at citr.ca. Our show, Babe Waves, airs Thursdays from 5 to 6 and features music, interviews, events, news, commentary, basically anything we care to talk about. See you then. I wanna be
1: alone cause I don't be-